Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Hello and welcome into the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. And if you have uh, noticed that this podcast was actually released earlier than usual, if you have not downloaded the show's podcast from this weekend, you can do that as well, the same place that you downloaded this podcast. Typically, we put out our podcasts on Fridays and Mondays. And uh, this podcast exclusive usually goes out on Mondays, but this week we did things a little bit differently because we had an opportunity uh, to talk to our very own Mark Cox from 97.1 FM Talks Morning Show. And uh, he is in Washington, D.C. and was in Washington, D.C. for most of this past week, was up there for the rallies, and then obviously was there when um, all of the chaos broke out in the Capitol. So have an opportunity to talk to him and bring you this podcast a little bit earlier in the week than we usually do. I'm Tony Colombo here with Carl Middleman and, of course, my partner, Bo Matthews. And and as I I mentioned, uh, Mark Cox is joining us on the line right now. And as we record this, he is in Washington, D.C., and it's just uh, uh, about 24 hours removed from all of the uh, chaos that happened up there. Mark, thank you so much for taking uh, some time out. I know that you have been a busy man in demand um, uh, these last few days. So thanks uh, for taking some time for us. Tony, uh, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. I'm now standing uh, directly in front of the United States Capitol building. Wow. Let me tell you, it's a far, far different scene uh, than it was yesterday, if it, to, to put it simple. Yeah. So can you paint the picture? I mean, you know, obviously you were going up. The, the point of the trip for you to D.C. was to be a part of the rally that was in support of the Republican lawmakers that were objecting to the certification of the election. We knew it was going to be a big rally. We knew it was going to be a big newsmaker. So you were prepared for that. But obviously nobody could be prepared for what ended up happening. Can you kind of walk us through, you know, as you arrived in D.C., what your plan was, what was going on, you know, when it was going as planned, and then what sure. happened, to, you know, that sparked this uh, madness that we saw? Yeah, nobody, nobody came here for that, uh, Tony, who was, who was here for the rally, who was here for the same reason I was. Nobody came here to uh, break into the Capitol building or, or the White House or the, or the Washington Monument or anything for that matter. It was a uh, up, up until the point that somebody broke the law and broke away and into the Capitol building, 
for, for the other 99.99% of people who was proud, and there were hundreds of thousands of them, this was a, this was a peaceful rally to make a point, have a show of force to let people know that we want answers on what happened in this election. It's why I came here. I didn't come here to, you know, I'm a, I'm a patriot. I, I love America. I, I, it's not about a revolution. Right. It's about making political point that we still need answers in Pennsylvania and and Wisconsin and Michigan and and Nevada and a lot of these places. Um, You know, I talked to Congressman Jason Smith yesterday uh, from just south of St. Louis there uh, when I was here. I met with him over near the World War II Memorial just where the president gave his speech yesterday morning near the south lawn of the White House. And as the as the speech wrapped up, uh, thousands and thousands of fellow patriots joined on Constitution Avenue, which runs alongside of the mall, and we peacefully marched down through there, some waving uh, Trump flags, other waving American flags. Some had the, the, the Gadsden flag they were waving. P- people were selling T-shirts, and there were people playing music. It was just, it was a wonderful experience. It was an American experience. So we, we get down here, and there's a, there's a grassy in front of the Capitol building, just where you would envision them doing the inauguration ceremonies every year, um, every four years, I say, when, you, when you've seen that image. And the lawn started to fill up with these patriots, and they were uh, on the walkway leading up to, the, to this entrance of the Capitol building. And I turned around and looked, and there was a sea of people coming behind me. And eventually this whole area in front of the Capitol building – there's a, there's a pond out here. I wouldn't call it a reflecting pond, but there's a there's a pond in front of the Capitol, and it was completely surrounded all the way around as far back as you could see down the mall here. There were people standing out here. They came here for a rally. It was one of uh, a number of rallies scheduled around Washington D.C. That's important. There was a rally. The president held a rally. There was one near the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, there was going to be another one at the Supreme Court. There was the one that was scheduled to take place here at the Capitol. Now, the timing of the one at the Capitol was set to coincide with the House and the Senate meeting in, in a joint session to consider the electoral votes. And that's where Congressman Jason Smith, uh, among others, uh, I think Billy Long, Vicki Hartzler from Missouri, Josh Hawley, the senator, were going to stand up and make their objections. That's why we were here, as a show of support for those people, uh, not, hey. not for any other reason. Go ahead, Bo. Mark, uh, the mainstream media said last night that, uh, you know, it was really um, uh, it was Trump's fault for inciting uh, the melee that happened. Do you agree if you heard the president speak and you were there, do you feel that that he is responsible for inciting this damage? I I do not, Bo. The the people saying that in in many cases, although I've heard a couple of Republicans say it uh, since yesterday, uh, who uh, who surprised me a little bit. The, the, most of the people making that allegation, the, the uh, uh, Chuck Schumers of the world, Nancy Pelosi, right. Cory Bush, there from the 1st Congressional District, these are people who would you to believe that the president has fomented hate since he got into office, and he's encouraged acts of violence, and, you know, he's against people of color and it, because of his immigration policies. It's just hogwash. The president is. wanted people to come to Washington— because he wanted the people in the Congress stand up and object yesterday. He didn't, he didn't want to interrupt that process. He wanted that process to succeed. 
And, and he said as much in his speech. He was even, you know, pointing out Mike Pence. I hope Mike Pence does what he needs to do today in his speech. And he talked about some of the evidence of, of um, irregularities in voting around the country. Not once did he suggest uh, we need a revolution. Not once did he suggest we need to march down the street and break a window and break into the Capitol building. He didn't even hint at it. What he wanted to do was thank the people who showed up here for continuing to support him until today uh, or yesterday uh, when it was very clear that Joe Biden had won, the votes were counted, and the president's now said there will be a peaceful transition of power. But he's been saying all along. Mark, so what do you it, think it's of— really, it's, 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 it's been disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no I completely agree with you that the president was not— did not incite violence. Now, can you and I have been critical of some of the of the way of some of his statements, and I wish in some areas he would have done more, and in some areas he would have done less. But I don't think there's anything wrong with being critical of a statement, and and that is not saying that he was inciting violence or calling for that in any way. But what I what I don't understand is that if you're going to be so upset with the way the president handled this and the words that he used, okay, that you're allowed you're allowed to have that criticism. But we've seen we've seen politicians, you can take you can look back at any statement made by any politician about any rally or any protest or any riot and you can pull out sentences and say this is a signal to the people uh, that uh, that started that violence. This is a signal to them that this was okay and that uh, that Joe Biden has his back or Donald Trump has their back. So if we're going to be this critical of the president, don't we need to be this critical of all of our leaders and all of our politicians and parse their words? Yeah. Well said, Tony. I heard uh, Mike Ferguson, who's been filling in for me while I was in D.C., read some quotes this morning. Uh, that if you listen to them very clearly, uh, you realize they were Ayanna Presley and Maxine Waters uh, in quotes uh, in the past two years telling people, get up in their face. You see members of Congress in a restaurant, interrupt them while they're eating. We need to keep no. this up. They're encouraging, fomenting yes. in many ways, yes. literally, yes. with their words, uh, people to violently act out against people who disagree with them. So they have. So on top of that, and I made this point on the on Second Amendment Radio on the sh- on the radio show this week. I if there's one thing that in the in the uh, aftermath of all this that I am happy to see, it's the fact that we are so focused on holding these criminals accountable. We, we suddenly we're we're reading the names of the people that have been identified that were in the Capitol building and they're putting up pictures of all of the people that were in there uh, you know causing destruction and, and breaking the law and and all of a sudden all of our leaders are very it's, it's very important to them to hold these people accountable. That's great. I heard uh, 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 Muriel Bowser, the the mayor of D.C., in a press conference say that they need more police, that she needs a stronger police force because to stop this kind of thing from happening. That's wonderful. Where has that been? Why haven't we seen that after other tragedies that we have witnessed in this country? It's great that we're holding criminals accountable. We've been I've been yelling at for that to be the case for months. So I'm glad it's finally happening. I'm glad we finally have lawmakers, especially Democrat lawmakers, uh, conceding 
that they need the, the importance of the police. But why did why did it take so long? Why 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 haven't we been doing that this whole time? Maybe maybe things like this don't happen if we would have been doing this ahead of time. Yeah, great point, Tony. You know, the the, the certainly uh, they've run from the defund the police. Uh, comments that we were hearing so much leading up to the election. Suddenly she wants more police. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, uh, and by the way, I'm, I'm getting near the Capitol here as I walk along. They now have fencing up all, all around the grounds to the Capitol. I guess they're probably wishing they'd done that yesterday to prevent people from getting closer. But, but to your point, um, Muriel Bowser is a great example of this. She, she reacted completely different. In fact, for BLM, she repainted a street near the White House, like two blocks from the White House, and made it basically uh, an area for people air their grievances against the president of the United States. Talk about fomenting hate. And now she thinks if she just had resources for more police officers, she might have been able to prevent what happened here yesterday. Let me tell you who I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for the Capitol Police officers. I'm yes. sitting out here watching. I was watching as they were. Uh, trying to warn the crowd back away from the steps. And as the crowd came forward through some barriers, they fired some flatbang grenades and they, they put off some pepper spray. Um, they tried, but they were facing a crowd of tens of thousands of people. If they'd had 20 times the number of, of officers they would normally staff the Capitol building, it wouldn't have been enough. Uh, so I feel bad for those members of law enforcement. I don't know all the details yet on the shooting and why that uh, lady got shot uh, inside of the Capitol building. I mean, there were a lot of people trespassing. That's not a reason to shoot someone. I'm not sure why they got shot. I think there'll be more of an investigation on that. Mm-hmm. But simply increasing the number of Capitol police officers or Washington, D.C. metro officers would not have stopped what happened here uh, yesterday. There just no – there just didn't – there was very little – security presence as we walked down Constitution Avenue yesterday because nobody with us was expecting any problems. I, and Mark, I, it was more crazy. More I, I, hap- I sadly saw the video of the, uh, of the gal being shot or right after she was shot, and it seemed like they were like really close to a door and there was a lot of people around, so it almost seemed like it was a, uh, a misfire. You know, somebody accidentally you know shot their gun. I know there's an investigation going on, but it, it didn't seem like there was, you know, somebody that was, you know, she wasn't hurting somebody. She wasn't attempting to hurt somebody. So what was the reason for that? I I, I think a mistake might have happened or an accident might have happened. It'll be interesting to see, Bo, what, it, what the investigation shows, because Washington, D.C. is the most anti-Second Amendment city in America, hands yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I did research before I came here to tell whether or not I could carry my weapon or any weapon, you know, uh, to, to defend myself as I might do otherwise in the great of Missouri, uh, only to find out that in, in this city, if you're driving through Washington, D.C. and you stop to get gas and, and they find a single round uh, in the back of your car, in the trunk, under the carpeting, they can charge you and throw you in jail for that, whether you have a gun with you or not. Uh, you can wow. get a still carry license here because the court told them that they have to do that. But you also have to register. They have a 10-day wait period. You have to go through a like a unbelievable background check to finally get a concealed carry license. Uh, it's it's a hassle. So the vast majority of people in Washington don't have one. So one thing's for sure: 
anybody in this crowd yesterday was armed, there, there would have been very few of them because they would have been running a great risk to do that. I have a hard time right. believing the people that got into the Capitol armed. So I'm interested to see what the excuse is for that girl uh, being shot yesterday. What they did was completely wrong. I'm not doning what they did, uh, but but I'm just I the, the, it escalated quickly, and I just wondered. I think we'll find out in the future why that happened. Yeah, I want to echo. Uh, I'm glad you said that about the Capitol Police because I want to. I will. Uh, I think that that's important because they've been. The Capitol Police have been uh, uh, demonized by many. It, in the last couple of days for that, you know, how can this happen? How can this, how can uh, a breach in, in the United States Capitol, uh, that, that should never uh, be allowed? How, how are we not, how are they not prepared for that? Look, again, have you, have you not been, the people that are saying that, I just want to ask them, have you not been paying attention? Have you not seen the, the, the way that we handle these situations around the country? We've, the police, it was my, I was, I read a report yesterday as it was happening that the Capitol Police were directed to stand down. Don't use lethal force against this mob that's trying to enter the Capitol building. And that has been what we have seen everywhere from every police department that if they, if they form a line and they just start mowing down people that are trying to get in, that is a, that is a horrible scene that is even worse sure. than the already tragedy that we saw. So if you can't if you can't do that and I don't think any any of us would would endorse that when you're outnumbered at least 100 to 1 if not even more you oh, know, yeah. you, you, you you fire the tear gas and you do things like that that you you can but you there's there's nothing you can do to stop that mob from proceeding if you are not going oh. to use lethal force and I don't and again I don't think any of us would endorse them shooting people as they were trying to enter the Capitol. No, no. In fact, I would say that you, you, at some point as the crowd surged forward, and there, there were instigators in the crowd who were in the crowd forward yesterday because I was in the crowd and I heard it. Um, uh, I saw the police at one point realize what was happening, and they withdrew. They, they went back into the building very clearly to, to – um, maybe secure the inside of the building. But by that point, I think it might have been too late. I think they were willing to see I think what they were trying to avoid was having people get on the upper uh, steps. The, there's a, there's a, on the back of the building, there, there's a, a long area that, that runs the half the length of the building on each side where you can get up and, and over the Washington Mall. They didn't want people up there. And eventually they gave in and let them up, I think. Uh, and he went inside, at which point somebody broke in. I, th- I think that's the that's the series of events that happened here. And it, it's just, it, it's so fortunate. And, um, I, I mean, I'm glad that I was here to experience it. And I just want to point out, if I can put in a plug here, mm-hmm. I, the, the, the reception yesterday was horrible, but I was able to get two or three different Facebook Live videos to post. I reposted one on my Facebook page, the Mark Cox Show on Facebook, and and I even went back and and reposted it later in the day and put a note. Watch this; it'll give you a better feel for what was happening on the ground. You can hear some of the flashbangs in the background. Uh, you can see some of the pepper uh, uh, spray or whatever the the, mm-hmm. the uh, substance was they were spraying down on the crowd. Uh, it gives you a better feel for what was going on 
than some of what you're hearing in the mainstream media because I was up there. Yeah. Uh, I was watching all this happen, and I was questioning why, what was going on up front. At one point, I even said that. What's going on up front that's making the police react in this way? I had no way of knowing. It's important that people um, go and watch I was, those type of videos because, as Mark, we, uh, it, we had an opportunity to talk earlier this week on the air about I have covered a lot of rallies and protests and in and, and these situations that have devolved into a, a riot situation where the police get involved and being there on the ground and witnessing it in person and seeing it uh, first person um, is a lot different. I, I, I would get home many nights, particularly covering Ferguson. I would be there in Ferguson covering what was happening and then get home and turn on the television and what I was seeing on the television and the way it was being reported was completely different than the experience that I had just had firsthand. So I think it's really important that people uh, go and, and watch those videos from Mark and, and anyone else that was down there firsthand. I yeah. uh, only got a couple minutes it, left here, Mark. Bo, did you have another one for Mark? I was just, just going to oh, Yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going to say how disappointing it was to be here in D.C. last night and post-dispatch headlines coming over my phone uh, saying that, uh, you know, four-hour-long riot by Trump supporters. Capitol secure at four-hour-long riot. But it, first of all, it didn't last four hours. Uh, whatever the riot was happened by a very small percentage of people who broke into that building. Everybody else out here was here for the right reason and doing the thing. Yeah, if That's because patriots news, don't riot. And if they only get their news and information from one or two mainstream media sources— they believe where they're told, and that's a shame. Mark, last, a shame. last question for you. This is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, and another thing that happened this week was the special election in Georgia has apparently given the United States Senate to the Democrats, along with the White House and the House of Representatives. How concerned are you about Second Amendment rights and uh what may happen to law enforcement across this country, all of the things that we talk about on a weekly basis on this show, um, how much can how much damage can the Democrats do and and how are how worried are you about the actions that uh, they may take when they take control? Tony, I know what they're going to try to do because I do my own two a segment on the show every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know exactly what they're trying to do. And you know the thing about it is is they hid it in plain sight. It was on their website. They've already warned you. yep. Um, uh, Governor uh, uh, Blackface and them over here in Virginia, when as soon as the, the legislature took control, uh, the Democrats of both the House and the Senate, the first thing they did was pass 12 bills aimed at, at restricting the Second Amendment. Uh, they didn't build roads. They didn't build housing. They didn't take care of the poor, the sick, the elderly. They raced into the chamber with 12 bills specifically Focused on restricting your Second Amendment rights because that—that's the kind of—that's the kind of horse blinders they have on when it comes to this issue, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's disturbing, um, and and it it makes me sick. But I see what's coming. There, there's going to be a, an attempt to to uh, ban standard semi-automatic uh, hunting rifles that that are going to be scary and black. They're going to try to limit magazine capacity. They're going to shoot for. Uh, you know, adding certain firearms uh, and forcing registration in a $200 uh, per gun. I mean, the ATF's already, they probably are probably already working on it. I mean, these are the kinds of things 
that we've all got to keep on our radar. Now, the, the only silver lining here is that, that their, their majority Senate is so narrow, they'll, they'll require uh, Kamala Harris to come in and vote on a, on a, on a tie uh, that they, they may not be able to, to broach the, the 60 votes uh, to get some of this done. But they're going to be able to do enough damage. I mean, everybody's just got to pay attention, support whatever organization you're a member of, like Gun Owners of America or or, or the NRA and mm-hmm. the Second Amendment Foundation. All those guys are and gals are in court taking these cases, hopefully all the way to the Supreme Court, where last time I checked, we still had a majority, although you might not count John Roberts uh, – and a couple others among that anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Well, hey, Mark, I, w- I want to just say that it, it's sad that, you know, four people have lost their lives as of yesterday uh, at the Capitol building. And it seems like uh, once they reconvened last night and started, you know, going back and forth and debating uh, the legitimacy of the election, it just seems like it was it was a, a ritual. They, it's something they just had to do, and it meant nothing. There was nothing accomplished. There was no evidence, you know, uh, brought in front of, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi and everybody else. And it just seems like a waste of time because here we are now. Uh, my question is, how long before you get to come back home? Oh, well, I'll I'll be uh, dry. I'll be I'll be back in order in time for my show on Monday. So uh, I'm I'm forward to getting back there, and I, I was glad I was here to experience it because I don't have to depend on secondhand reports of what went down here. Uh, I know the people that were here for the right reason, and a few agitators, uh, for all I know, and intentionally uh, broke into the Capitol building to try to disrupt and get the blame cast on all of the well-intentioned Trump supporters who were out here on the front lawn. So I'm glad I could be here. Yeah, selfishly, I am too. Not uh, for myself uh, and for both of our stations, KMOX and 97.1 FM Talk, um, I am glad that you were there so you could bring us that uh, very important firsthand uh, information and insight to what was happening because— I do not want to have to rely on any other media outlets to uh, bring me the truth of what's happening. So, Mark, thank you so much for everything that you have done uh, while you have been there in Washington, D.C., and continue to stay safe, and thanks for your time, and we'll see you when you get home. Yeah, be safe, brother. I appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Bye, Mark. All right. Good stuff from uh, Mark Cox. Yeah, uh, I, I'm truly, uh, you know, I am glad that he was there and was able to, um, you know, uh, bring us the truth and uh, some firsthand insight to all of the madness and the tragedy that happened in Washington, D.C. this week. So really, thank you. It is amazing, though, that he probably went with the one idea of covering, you know, the hearing and, and yeah. the election all that stuff, and mm-hmm. had no idea that it would turn into this. Of course, yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm glad he's safe. He's a good guy. Yeah. No, that was that was great stuff. We really appreciate his time, and we really appreciate your time as well. And thank you again for downloading the podcast exclusive and the radio show, and your continued support of uh, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We're going to wrap this podcast exclusive up, and we'll see you back here next week. For producer Carl Middleman and my partner, Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.